and this is Liz King from Made For Me Fitness. Um, this is going to be probably the weirdest podcast that ever existed and I'm just giving you <laughs> a little heads up and I just wanted to paint the picture of you for, you for what's happening right now because I'm literally sat in my hallway in a bathing suit with my podcast mic being supported by one of my dumbbells and now I'll tell you why. <laughs> so I am self-tanning at the moment which means it stinks like shit and I don't want to go in the bedroom or the living room because my boyfriend will be complaining about how much it smells um, probably for the next five days. So I'm staying out here. <laughs> I've been exiled to do my podcast um, in the hallway and I'm obviously in the bathing suit because when you're self-tanning you don't really want to be touching anything so I'll probably upload a picture of this fucking ridiculous setup later but just wanted to <laughs> give you guys sort of an idea of how my quarantine was going <laughs> because it seems like it's going a little loopy and I think everybody else is sort of in the same boat. I'm starting to get very bored to be honest um I've always worked from home I've always like I've done my my training online for the past couple of years so the working from home bit isn't really something that I'm not used to but I just like going out like I just like going to stores and looking at clothes even if I'm not buying anything just looking at clothes touching them looking at things like I'm I'm a very visual person and I need like a lot of visual stimulation so like I just enjoy being out around things that are different and it sort of gives me a different perspective on things and gives me ideas and just makes me feel like good as a person. I don't know if that's anybody else, but that's definitely me. <laughs> so um, yeah, my quarantine's going pretty good. Um, business is going well, but yeah, just I feel like I'm doing something weirder and weirder every day and I really apologize for not uploading a podcast last week. Basically, if you have seen my story on Instagram or my TikTok, I recorded an entire 45 minute podcast and it was beautiful and emotional and it took a lot out of me and I checked my phone and Basically, I got the storage full sign and it stopped recording 10 minutes in. So yeah, that was the situation. And to be honest, I've been really butthurt about it ever since. And it's really hard because my, obviously this podcast goes really deep because apparently every time I'm in front of a microphone, I have to spill my guts out. So it takes a lot out of me to do these. And for me to think that I have to sit there and talk about the same thing with the same amount of emotion and get my same point across when I feel like I nailed it was just not fucking happening. And that's okay. You kind of just have to laugh it off. But I definitely had an attitude about it for the rest of the week. And it just made me really not want to get into it. And um, yeah, I 
I was a I was kind of a sore loser over it and I think I just needed to give myself that time because also if I am in that frustrated mindset and I try to force myself through things I'll just get really angry and (laughs) it will end up being a really angry podcast and you'll I'll get more messages saying like hey are you okay rather than like oh my god you inspired me so much (laughs) so and that's not really the point of this this isn't really about me but just wanted to give you guys the lowdown on what the fuck was happening um but I'm back and I do have a different topic it's taken a turn into the fun direction sort of a get to know me kind of direction which I think is fun and I've gotten a few requests for that as well because there's a lot of parts of my life that I do keep from everyone so I figured it'd be fun to dive deep into a couple of things and this is why this one is called the 27 things that I've learned in 27 years I am 27 years old that's the only thing that the number means there's really no other significance to it and I have many more than 27 but I've limited it limited it sorry, to 27. So here we go. Hope you're ready. (laughs) Number one. God, I wish, I wish you guys could see me right now. I swear this is ridiculous. But number one, your image does not define you. If you've listened to any other of my podcasts before, I am really adamant on this. Um, The first episode, I explain growing up and I essentially learned over everything that my value was really only represented by what I looked like. And I don't want to be too repetitive, but as a life lesson, if you put all of your eggs in one basket, and especially if you put all of your eggs in the beauty basket you will always lose. And what I mean by that is that beauty, what beauty does is make it seem like we're doing well. And it's a really brilliant mask. But if that's the only thing that makes you feel valuable or makes you valuable in general, you're really setting yourself up to fail on a very, on a physical and a extremely emotional level and not only do you feel like this and everything is so like all of your everything is riding on the fact of you being you know pretty or not pretty or beautiful or you know whatever you want to call it when everything's riding on that people see that too and I feel like a lot of people that do sort of have that mindset end up being taken advantage of And it might not be really an extreme way, but some people will just take advantage of that emotional vulnerability and kind of use it to shoot their shot, (laughs) if you will. Um, And it just puts you in a really weird position. So I'm not going to get too repetitive. I don't want to get too deep into it, obviously, just because I've done, I've said this all before. So if you're really interested more in this topic for number one, it is in episode number one, I believe. So moving on, I'm going to keep some of these are going to be really short. um, And some of these are going to be really long. The short ones are typically ones that I've addressed before. um, But I do really speak from the heart when I talk about everything in my podcast, because I just think that it's really important to to really say what I'm feeling. And that's because I feel like that's what other people feel like. I feel like other people really do experience these things in a different way, and really feel this way. So I just want to be 
a podcast I want to be someone I want to be that sort of voice that's saying like you know it's cool like here's what I learned from it but you know try to work through it however you can so here we go number two listen to yourself I strongly believe that your intuition and girls I know we got a lot of intuition your intuition is 99% right and as a woman I feel like we have actual superpowers we just have this unexplainable knowledge of when something is off and let me tell you listen to that shit you know when shit is not right and for whatever reason as women we're taught to fucking ignore it we are compassionate and typically give people the benefit of the doubt and I think that that is a really really powerful thing that we can do but don't (laughs) we try to smooth things over because we want things to be all good it takes into consideration this wishful thinking mindset where we just want something to be good so badly that we ignore all the things that make it bad and let me ask you this how many shitty situations have you ended up in because you didn't want to seem impolite let me ask again how many shitty situations have you ended up in or put yourself in because you didn't want to seem rude you didn't want to admit that you were uncomfortable because you thought it would hurt someone else's feelings any any of that how many times the pressure society puts on women to act this way is more dangerous than anything i swear and you know it i know you know it girls (laughs) Listen to yourself when things don't seem right and literally do whatever it takes to remove yourself and protect yourself from any situation that doesn't serve you. And again, it could be any sort of situation. I'm not talking about the extreme. I mean, definitely the extreme ones, but it doesn't always have to be an extreme situation. It can be something small or it can be something big. You don't have to be afraid to be upfront and say, I don't feel uncomfortable in this situation and go find a way it doesn't matter if it seems like you're being a bitch it doesn't matter what other people think about you you know when shit is up you know when it is and a lot of times it it doesn't really end up being anything in the end and that's I feel like that's where I've been misled in a couple of just instances in my life and that's where I've sort of made the the same mistake number of times because I'd be putting myself in these situations in either hope of some sort of beneficial outcome for myself when it really just like wasn't the right thing and I was just sort of polite and I never really just got out of there like even when I sort of knew it wasn't something that was going to serve me in the end. And so like nothing, nothing bad, you know, thank God, like nothing bad ever really happens. But like, what a fucking waste of time. Like if I had just been like, yo, I want to get out. Like I'm going to go. Sorry. Like I just don't feel comfortable. Like I don't think that this is 
me. Like, I don't think that this is going to benefit me in any way. This is kind of a waste of my time and probably a waste of yours as well. Like, just go. Like, I seriously wish that I had (laughs) the ovaries. (laughs) I'm not going to say balls because balls are very delicate and I'm sorry, but ovaries can take a lot of shit. Balls can't take that much, so I'm not going to say grow a pair. I mean, when I say grow a pair, I mean ovaries, because that shit can take a beating. <laughs> ah, okay, number three. ADD and ADHD is fucking cool. <laughs> so if you've listened to the other podcasts, um, you will know that I have ADD and ADHD. Also, if you couldn't tell by how I do this podcast as well. Um, It's it's pretty obvious. So I was diagnosed very early on in my life and as, I mean, as many people are, and I guess you could say I struggled with it, but I didn't really struggle with my ADD. In fact, I fucking loved it. (laughs) I never struggled with my ADD. The only thing that was actually a struggle was fitting into a world where I was expected to act and learn the same way as everyone else. So not once has my ADD failed me. It was the sort of situation that I was put in growing up, just being, you know, for my teachers, for my parents, for anybody to expect some sort of normal outcome when I wasn't normal, if that makes any sense. And... I'm just going to say it, and this is just my opinion, but the school system is, it's flawed for a lot of people. And I'm not saying this just because I'm mad I didn't do well. (laughs) I'm just saying this because I really think that there should be a bigger consideration for people who are diagnosed with ADD or ADHD to really try to be able to focus our energy rather than ignoring it. So I've spent years like learning about shit that I wasn't interested in and I didn't retain a damn thing. And that's how ADD works. But when you find something that you're interested in, you are all in on it. Like you're hyper-focused. So everything, like nothing else touches it. So it can be like that with anything. So I was really, really interested in horses. So like my life revolved around horses for a really long time. Um, it did around music as well. That's something a lot of people didn't know about me. But like every waking moment, you are in that shit. But you have to like it. So for me sitting in a history class, which no offense if you like that, but I, I fucking hated it. I failed it. I didn't, there, there was nothing interested about it, like, interesting about it. Maybe if, like, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how you'd be able to present it to me in a way that I would even think of caring about it. And I'm not saying, um, you know, I'm not dissing anyone. That was really good in school. Like, I think it's really necessary and, and really helpful to a lot of people, but just not me. And I think a lot of people with ADD and ADD, ADHD can agree. So... It's a fucking superpower. Like if you have it and you're you've always been sort of looked at as somebody that was just like really abnormal and different and you've gotten really frustrated, like use your superpower because you just need to find something that you love and that you're into and you will kill it. Like you will do so well 
because you will do whatever it takes to make sure that you're still like you're involved in that life and that's and I think that's why I've been able to stick with with fitness for so long like when like when I got into it like I was so in it and I still am like you can hear it my clients always say like the phone calls that we have every week we do like weekly um I do weekly client calls and they say like you're just so passionate about it like you don't even take a breath when you're speaking because you just have so much insight and just knowledge and and stuff to say about everything and it's just so helpful but it's just motivating to other people to hear somebody that's really passionate about it and I think that that makes a really big difference now this brings us to number three and this is the most requested story because it because it is the most untold story um, about me and my boyfriends but the name of number three is take the leap but know yourself so if you don't know I grew up in the U.S. in a town in Connecticut um, and about two sorry and about one and a half years ago I moved to the UK to be with my boyfriends and thing with me is that when I want something I will do a lot to get it and what I mean by that is I'm just really driven and I'm a really passionate person and once I'm locked on to something or someone it takes a lot to break that focus and my boyfriend's name is Nathan his nickname is Nath which is sort of the English version of Nate so like in America we would say Nate is short for Nathan but they say Nath so I just call him Nath. Um, so we met about six or seven years ago, and this is not the exact timeline. I think it was in like 2014, 2015. I don't know how long ago that was. But we met in Cancun on spring break, <laughs> which I think is so funny and actually like, ugh. actually I have a video of when we first ever met of when we first saw each other and um me and my best friends we were in Cancun for spring break and he was there um on sort of like a boy's holiday so it's like him and and a bunch of his friends and he was in the VIP section at this beach club that we were at and one of his friends and him see me and my friend like walking by in the crowd and they point us out (laughs) and ask us to come up to the VIP section with them and immediately I was like no (laughs) and I've always been like really cautious of those sort of situations because my head just goes straight to like I'm being kidnapped right now I'm gonna get kidnapped um but at the same time I was saying no my best friend said yes (laughs) and she was always really the adventurous one and after a minute of convincing me, she basically turned and ran straight up to the VIP section uh, with me falling behind. <laughs> so we all start hanging out and we actually get to know him and his, all of his friends. Um, his brother there, who is his brother's actually getting married this year and like I'm going to the wedding and all of that, which is just so crazy to think of. Um, and I know in everyone's minds, um, is is kind of darting to the sort of hookup culture of spring break but we actually all ended up just getting along as friends and spent 
pretty much the rest of our vacation with them and they really took care of us and they treated us really well which I like definitely wasn't used to um but like they never made us feel uncomfortable like they made sure that we got to the hotel like our hotel safely every night and that like you know we were always like looked after so like I always really remembered like him fondly like just as a genuine person and he really is like he's he's like that um just in general so that's how we know each other um we were connected on social media and like said hi once in a while or like commented on each other's Instagram posts or like a story but maybe like once a year we like had contact that was maybe like a few sentences long um but yeah after about like five years so I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship with my ex Um, Me and my ex dated for about six years and it was a great relationship, but we just ended up having a lot of differences in the end and just different goals and we were just really, really different people. So really no animosity there, but it just didn't work out for us. So um, yeah, I just ended things, but I ended up planning a trip to France that I really didn't want to cancel and I... I randomly asked Nath to meet me there um, because it's really close to the UK and immediately he was like yeah and literally booked the flight that night which was like incredibly attractive to me. (laughs) So um, and originally um, the like our trip that we planned together was just planned as as friends. So like we had just known each other, me and Nath just knew each other as friends. We were like, you know what? We've um we've traveled together, like we like doing the same things, like we'll just eat food, like see some sights and just chill and um we did not leave that trip as friends. <laughs> and we literally started dating so we were boyfriend and girlfriends just after that um and we (laughs) traveled back and forth a couple of times like once a month to see each other and it really just got so expensive and obviously it was really hard um and we were in conversation a lot about where we wanted to live because we knew that eventually one of us would have to move to be with the other um because really like staying long distance or not being together was just never like it was never an option in either of our minds so like immediately we were like where are we gonna live where are we gonna live so we thought about New York and it ended up just being like really difficult and really expensive and um so this really only took a couple of months and it was pretty fucking crazy and to this day it it is really it is crazy And I decided that I wanted to take the leap Um, and I was moving to the UK and it really wasn't an easy move. Um, It was an easy decision, but it was not an easy move. So um, I had a house that I had to (laughs) sort of figure out what I was going to do with that. Um, I had all of my furniture, like I had everything that I was working on selling off. Um, like I had all of my clients from training, my family, all of my friends, um, my horse as well, which was like the hardest thing I've ever done. I gave up everything and it was a really, really hard move. And the one thing that 
I never really considered was that I was giving up, you know, even though, like, I really felt like I was moving on to just, like, a better life, I was really giving up everything that that made me me. And you don't really think of that when you're moving from place to place. Sometimes you're just, like, (laughs) you know, happy to, to be on to, like, bigger and better things, but you don't really understand, like, how ripping up your roots like that can really affect you as a person. Um, and even though I was, like, so established in where I was in my town, like, I just knew my life, like, had to take a different path, and I had no idea how hard it would actually be when I got there, and, like, not to mention the stress of finding out how to actually, um, be able to legally live and work in the UK, and we tried for, originally we tried for visas, and after so long and like Nath tried so hard I swear he was like my personal assistant with this because he was like calling everyone like calling lawyers like trying to figure out every any possible way to get me to live live here and we hired immigration experts um it was almost a full-time job and it seems like getting married um might be the only way and but even that it would have posed complications and it doesn't necessarily guarantee that I'd be able to live and and work there and have full rights and I remember oh I remember one night I was just talking to my mom about like my the stress of it and she just comes out with you know I think I was born in Scotland (laughs) and I'm like what do you mean you were born in Scotland? So if nobody knows, Scotland is a part of the UK. So even if you have a Scottish pass, you have a UK passport, you have full citizenship rights um, to to the UK. And (laughs) so, and this was something that I had never even known about my mom. So I know my grandparents were from, um, my grandfather was Scottish. My grandmother was Irish. So I knew that they were pretty much fresh off the boat from there. Like they still had accents, the whole spiel. And, um, but I always thought my mom was born in, in Canada. They basically had moved from, um, Scotland directly to Canada right after that so after my mom had turned one so my mom was a baby so obviously she didn't really remember that but she's like yeah I have I have a Scottish birth certificate and I was like oh my gosh so uh turns out my lovely little mother oh I love her was born in Scotland which made me eligible for a full citizenship to the UK so I have a passport I have full rights to live and work here so I don't know about you but that shit was meant to be (laughs) also kind of nice to know that like a sexy British man would marry me like just to let me live with him (laughs) but um yeah it really sort of put us put us through the test and we we were actually about to get married but um yeah, my mom came out with that, you know, just in time. So uh, my mom was incredibly supportive, like, of my decision the entire time. Like, she was the first one that I told. Um, and even though my parents had never met him, um, like, she knew that, like, I was so focused on it. 
and that that's what I wanted and she like she had my back the entire time and I have like so much respect for her for following me through on this insane idea and my dad on the other hand was not so crazy about it he didn't like the idea he's like a really big silent treatment kind of guy so I kid you not he hadn't said a word to me for months and I had Nathan come um to meet the family um, obviously just as the right thing to do like a month before I was I was supposed to move so basically you know I didn't ask anyone I was like I'm moving <laughs> so for me it's like I I do things and then I ask for forgiveness it's never really the other way around so um it was completely understandable on his end though like I, I just try to put myself in his shoes um you know his youngest daughter who is prone to bad decisions is moving to a different country with a man she barely knows and my dad is also very old school and he just like sees what's on the news and that's really his only perception of like other parts of the world and like I remember when I was telling people like my clients I was gonna move everyone's like oh you're moving to London like don't get stabbed don't get stabbed and so in the UK like guns are illegal um, so there's a higher rate of, like, knife crime because that's the only, like, legal, that's the only weapon you can really get your hands on. Um, and there's crime everywhere. So, but comparatively to the gun crime in America, it's, like, minuscule. So it's pretty funny, but obviously it's just, like, it's just a different world. It's just something totally different and people really fear the unknown. And anyways, so Nathan met my dad and he fell in love with Nathan <laughs> so like the first time the first meeting like I was really nervous um I don't think Nathan was nervous but it takes a lot to make him nervous um my dad he um my dad and my mom they took us to breakfast and literally from there like they got along so well and he spent the entire day he wanted to go it's like he took Nathan um shooting so like my dad <laughs> he has um my dad is um, really into like shooting, um, just target practice, that sort of thing. So um, he taught him how to shoot, which was really cool for Nath because obviously, you know, he hasn't dealt with many real guns before. Um, and he like taught him how to ride his motorcycle, which is like his prized possession. Like he took us out to dinner. It was like the son he never had. So <laughs> he definitely had his approval after that. So um but then I moved and it was the best decision I've ever made. And, but damn, it was fucking hard. And there are a lot of things um, that the move, like, I wouldn't say, say did to me just because like, I don't want to feel like I'm saying like oh this happened to me because obviously I put myself in this situation but there were just a lot of things that I weren't expecting that um that sort of tore me down like as a person now I'm gonna just list off some of the like big big things I've learned from this so number one you need your friends out sort of outside of your relationship um it's impossible to do that when you move but try to find something as soon as you can because um it's hard giving up literally everything that makes you you and not having 
that like confidential like just that friendship like just somebody like that you can just go to their house and chill and just do like girly stuff with like it's just it's so important to have your girl like your girlfriends like it's just so important to have that sort of like support and that small little um group or like community or even just one person like it's just so important to have that like one person that you can kind of go to like even if it's just going out you know for for a for a dinner or a drink or going to each other's house like painting nails like fucking whatever it doesn't matter like you just need that (laughs) as a woman and my boyfriend's family actually really really stepped in for me in that sense and really helped me um like feel like they had my back like no matter what um and I really like can't thank them enough for that so like I have I'm extremely grateful um for for everyone you know who's like tried their best to to make me feel like really welcome and they've done like an amazing job and I like can't I can't thank them enough honestly um and uh number two like I did not realize how much like my independence is what makes me me um so when I first moved I I didn't have a job so I hadn't started my online my online business yet um and my boyfriend supported me like financially and emotionally and which he still does to this day um but like grow like the entire time growing up like I've always been financially so since I've been 18 sorry I've always been financially independent and like always did my own thing and not to even have that option like really fucked me over mentally and I got into this mindset that like everything that I did was for him was with him and I was actually like really really afraid like I created this paranoia in myself that like if we got into a fight like I'd have nowhere to go um and like especially in the beginning like I couldn't drive yet so like I wouldn't even have a car to like sleep in like if anything should happen obviously like none of this ever happens but like I am, I always, like, have my back, like, I always need to, like, know that there's something that, like, no matter what can happen, like, there's something, like, there's somewhere that I could go to, like, (laughs) be, you know, just be alone, even, like, have space, like, be, be whatever, um, and, like, I couldn't afford anything, and it made me feel, like, really helpless, um, and, like, powerless, and I had, no control over my life in that way and like he had all of it which is really fucking dangerous to me it's really fucking dangerous it's a really bad place to be in and I mean I I trust my boyfriends like I obviously trust him with my life and I love him dearly and you know he would never do anything to me like that but I was always just like really independent I was always one like I had my own money like I paid for where I lived like I was just so used to being able to like walk away from anything so not being able to have that like made me really reliant on everything that's like my boyfriend did so I essentially like turned myself into a slave to my relationship and I feel like most women have felt like this at some point or another you know in their own way at some point either in 
in a happy relationship, in an unhappy relationship, whatever. I think that it happens in, in all sorts of ways. So, um, and we were still sort of getting to know each other. Like we never really dated before we moved in. So it was really unfair to him as well because I was expecting like so much from him, you know, emotionally as like my only friends, boyfriends, like only point of contact, just moving to a company, like a new country. And like he helped me with everything. But fuck, did I get insecure because, again, when you put all your eggs in one basket, if you put all your eggs in the relationship basket, someone else is holding that basket. And it can get heavy really quick um, and it can definitely cause problems. So, you know, we've been through a lot and I think a lot of it was really just based off of me moving and not really being like not really feeling like myself or being myself as well um and (laughs) um oh shit my mic just fell off the thing (laughs) oh why is this crazy okay so anyways we are my boyfriend and I are still together and like we love each other so much like more and more every day literally I cannot like say enough good things about him um I'd say like I was the problem just like not feeling like an an individual like someone that could take care of themselves and I really learned that about myself that that's something that like I need to just work hard at maintaining and it was really like impossible for me to do obviously just moving to a different country so I just want people to realize that like I think he's gonna hate me for actually broadcasting all of this but I think it's just really important for people to heal to hear like a real story because all people see and I feel like this is portrayed in media as well is like I was whisked off in this like fairy tale scenario but it's been hard fucking work and like our situation is really unique to us and I just want everyone to know that like everything like take the leap like do it because it'll be the best thing that you ever do but you're gonna learn a fuckload about yourself and I hope you're ready for it because I was ready for it but damn was I not ready for it at the same time (laughs) because it rocked my world um but you know luckily everything worked out and my boyfriend like has supported me so much through everything and yeah I'm not going to keep talking about it, but this sort of leads me to number four. Ooh, here we go. Number four. As a woman, and I'm sorry for any males listening to this, but I think it goes for you as well. But as a woman, your financial independence is one of the most powerful assets you can ever possess. Money is more powerful than you think because the moment you realize you don't need someone else financially you can you take a lot of control and a lot of confidence in yourself and it might seem impossible in some situations but work for it sis do whatever you can and that's all in saying that you will be a completely different person with financial freedom and it's more of the not not like financial control but just freedom it's having that that bit to fall back on if anything if anything happens to you or just being able to take care of yourself and it's something I've had up until I moved um 
so I've kind of lived both lives where like I had it for so long and then all of a sudden I didn't and whew, it was just it was hard it was just so hard and I've worked so hard at my business and I'm so grateful um to have my partner who is willing to help and support me but like personally that's just not how I roll like that's not something that I ever wanted it's it's just it's something that I'm so 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 grateful for but I want to be able to take care of myself like I want to be able to take care of my family like I want to take care of him as well I want to be equal like I want to really like pull my weight in a relationship in in every single way so if And if there's any way that us as women can really strive to be equal, it's it's through money. And there's a lot of stuff that does hold us back with that. But just try, like, do your own thing. Make that money. And try to really have that control, like, over, over yourself and what happens to you. Because it is nice you know, to be able to sort of sit back, but it, it changes you. Your financial freedom will, will literally change you, and just trust me on that, because I've been a really fucking weird person these past one and a half years since I've moved, because I, I felt like I didn't have that. Um, obviously, things are a little different now, just because, you know, my business took off and, and all of that, so, but yeah, it, it changes you. So, <laughs> all right, number five, educate yourself, learn how to be savvy, learn how to run a business, learn about psychology of people, learn about society, whatever you want, watch YouTube videos, whatever, self-education is extremely effective. It will make you feel so much more connected to yourself and everything around you, despite what you learn. How to learn how to tell when someone's lying. Learn how to train your dog so that they're like trained, trained. There's so much importance placed on image um, as well as like school education. But like you need to be street smart. Learn self-defense. Learn how to travel learn a language, learn how to communicate. Your emotional and street intelligence will get you so much further in life. And I'm not just saying education. Obviously, we need that for a lot of different ways, um, for a lot of different things. So, but I've learned that the most, I've learned the most about myself through self-education and taking different perspectives in on on different topics and different ways of life and on an extremely emotional emotionally intelligent level as well like I would not be able to do this podcast without that I swear I would not and don't limit yourself in this like don't be afraid of what you want to learn if you want to learn how to be a con artist fucking do it there's youtube videos books if you want to learn how to design your own clothes, whatever, learn these skills and learning them will give you such a better perspective on life and empower you in so many ways by just having the confidence in your intelligence and yourself. And that's what's going to make you really unique. And I cannot stress how good that's going to fucking make you make you feel. And now that we are 
all in isolation in this wonderful quarantine shit show um now's the time to do it so find something that you want to learn about make a list write it down and make it happen learn about it it will make everything in your life so much better i promise you promise okay on to number six i'm gonna try to make these a little quick because i don't want this to go on forever and we're not even halfway through oh i'm sorry just tell me if you want me to end this podcast after this because i have a lot of shit to say (laughs) but here we go number six be weird be fucking weird be weird i was always classed as the weird girl in school and to be honest I had the best fucking time because I have the best time when I'm being weird and I really believe that that's what's like what makes you you and what makes you shine it makes you different it makes you unique follow your weirdness and just own it because that's what makes you different and when you put on a mask and you're not your weird fun self you're gonna attract people that don't like you for being your weird fun self and if your weird fun self is who you are why would you ever want to fucking hide that so everyone will be okay with you being weird and if they're not that means they're not your people they're just not your people so be weird be yourself own it you'll be good promise (laughs) a lot of promises in this one okay now this next one and it might be the last but I might keep going I don't know we'll see how I feel so the next one number seven respect the drip Karen respect the drip Karen So, for those of you that don't know what this means, the phrase just means, let me be me, and let me wear what I want to wear. And the drip symbolizes your style. I think there's, like, a more definitive meaning of it when you put, like, your clothes and your jewelry together. It symbolizes drip. I don't really know the full (laughs) meaning of it, but it basically just symbolizes your style. Um... And Karen, a Karen, and I'm really sorry if your name's Karen, but a Karen is like a crotchety old bitch that has like a problem with everything. (laughs) And like English people don't understand what a Karen is, but everybody in America does, which I think is the funniest thing. So I'll joke about Karen all the time. And my boyfriend just has no fucking idea. But and nobody else in this country gets it. So I really hope that everybody gets this <laughs> because otherwise it's really weird. But there is a really important lesson behind it. So take what you want from it. If you don't know what Karen is, then fuck off. I'm just kidding. Stay here. Um, so I'm sorry to anyone out there that's named Karen. Don't take it personally. Um, but just know, like, just don't make the problem worse. <laughs> okay. So for the purpose of this segment, I am basically trying to say, wear whatever the fuck you want and act how you want because worrying about what other people think about you is fucking exhausting. 
So again, I grew up in a really small town full of Karens. <laughs> and I've always been really expressive with like with my clothes. I've always been so interested in fashion and like fashion week and like all the crazy shit that they would wear. So I would always be really expressive in in what I wore because I thought that that was so cool and like I love to be different but like in a really like classic like cool way so in my mind it was cool anyways I probably just looked kind of like a weirdo but <laughs> whatever I dig I, I dig it so I would always run into problems um and I know one of the biggest things and this is sort of how I how I learned this lesson and this is gonna go like this is gonna take some wild turns so I hope you're ready buckle your seatbelts um I know that there's a school dress code that you have to abide by and I'm not being bratty by saying this so just bear with me but I would get in trouble constantly for what I wore um one of the main things was a tank top so a tank top is if you don't know like it's not a t-shirt it's like there's like the straps instead of the little sleeves so I don't I don't know why I felt like I had to explain that um but anyways uh I know a lot of girls would typically get in trouble for like skirts that were too short but that like wasn't really my thing um and I mainly because I fucking hated my legs so I was not about to put that on display so um but one of my teachers would get me in trouble constantly for having my shoulders out oh I know crazy right and these tank tops like weren't low or anything and I'm not really like blessed in the upper body area if you know what I'm talking about so it wasn't like there was like any sort of like risky like anything's about to pop out like it's literally impossible for me so um you know not saying that if I did have big boobs then <laughs> it would be any different but regardless because we should be able to wear what we want regardless so <laughs> my teacher always had a fucking issue with it and I would always fight it and it's that kind of attitude that made me so fuck you about this topic for a really long time and it was mainly this one teacher and the reason I fought it and I fought her so hard was because the reason for her being so up my ass about it so annoying about it was because quote it was distracting to the other students unquote and yeah this sounds reasonable but let me say this again what you're wearing which means a tank top so shoulders are out is distracting to other students so you should change what you're wearing and if you still don't get what I'm trying to say, let's be honest, me having my shoulders out, do you think any of the girls gave a shit? Do you think anybody really cared that I was wearing a tank top? Nope, it's the boys. So my teacher was basically telling me that I had to dress differently so that the boys wouldn't be tempted to look at me or my shoulders. <laughs> and this turned into this is gonna turn into a rant but just let me say it 
this is my podcast, so I can say what I want. If boys, if your boys are getting distracted, fix the boys. Fix their problem because that is their problem. Because I'm not the problem. Women are not the problem. You should be teaching men to control themselves and not be distracted by sexualizing women instead of changing the woman. And this is a big fucking problem to me. And we are trained as women to cater to men's sexual urges. And men are trained that they can get away with doing what they want because they're horny. And for some reason, people believe that they can't control it, which is fucking horseshit. And I understand these societal, this is like a, sorry, a societal appropriation in certain situations. And obviously there is like respect for your family and there's different things that you wear at different times. And the only reason why I'm so upset about this is obviously just because it's like a tank top really just isn't a big deal to me. So, um... (laughs) Why do I have to hide and accommodate to men? If those boys failed that class because of my shoulders, good. But instead, I was made the victim. I was, I'm taught, like literally being taught that I am the victim because I was made into the problem for what I was wearing. So it was my fault. And my teacher was trying to make me the victim in the situation, in my head. Whether that's what she was probably just trying to abide by the thing. But it was like this whole internal battle that I was having with myself. So I was in trouble for what I was wearing when the problem was not me. I wasn't the one being distracted. They were the ones being distracted. I was nobody. I was a nobody. I never spoke to anyone in class. I did not have friends. I may not have always paid attention, but I never actively distracted anyone. I can confidently say that probably in all my years of school. And I know I brought this a bit deeper, but when Karen doesn't respect the drip, she's teaching others not to respect the drip. And especially men. (laughs) And it's a societal issue that makes my fucking blood boil. And this isn't the only time that it's happened to me. And I can guarantee it's always going to happen to me. And that's partially what it is. But I just know that I'm aware. And I want to make any everybody else aware. Women and men. Like, I hope men listen to this and they fucking realize. it's It has to stop. So one of the fights that led to me and one of my exes to break up was over the same issue and this wasn't my most recent ex this was um the one like before so this was like 10 years ago this was a really long time ago but um so my dad had a boat and I would um I would take the boat out so like I had my boating license and we grew up um like swimming, driving the boat, tubing, wakeboarding, all of that. Um, So I would go out constantly with my friends. And one time I was out with my ex, so my boyfriend at the time, and his friends. So most of his friends were guys. And I think there was like one other girl there. And we got into a massive argument 
um, at the end of the day because he caught one of his friends like constantly looking at my butt and this is the big problem because he was angry with me for being in a bathing suit (laughs) that (laughs) I guess showed my butt and you know this wasn't even anything close to like what we wear now so this wasn't like a string bikini or anything like that um but I'm sorry you're with me on my boat and I'm taking you and your friends out be mad at your friends get better friends that respect you and your girlfriends because I'm sorry but if your friend doesn't have the fucking decency to not stare at your girlfriend's ass they're not your friend but no don't get mad at your friends for actively staring for doing the action that made you upset get mad at your girlfriends for wearing a bathing suit this shit has to stop And (laughs) you can tell how angry (laughs) this is making me. And I know I laugh through a lot of things, but I should not be stressed. I should not be stared at, even if I was fucking naked. It's not my outfit that makes me scared to walk to my car at night. It's not my outfit that makes me hate getting gas for my car. It's not my gym outfit that makes me feel like I'm being sexualized doing a fucking squat or deadlift. It's men. It's the fucking men. They make me feel that way because for some reason, they don't have to be taught to respect women's bodies no matter what they wear and realize that that shit makes us uncomfortable. I mean, I get shooting your shot. That's fine. But be respectful and wake up. Your outfit in the gym doesn't mean you want to be spoken to. Your bathing suit, no matter how far up your booty hole it is, doesn't mean you want to be stared at. And we need to teach our men that this shit is not acceptable. And we need to keep teach <laughs> Karen to stop making it fucking worse. So respect the drip, and I mean respect it. If you appreciate it, great. If you don't look, and if there's any circumstance that will avoid making a woman feel uncomfortable, no matter who you are, women make other women feel uncomfortable too. This is why this is mainly directed at Karen, but it's obviously taken a turn. But don't do it men are not animals I'm sorry but we all have choices and you can control everything that you do and if you can't get help check yourself into a mental hospital do whatever you have to do and as women we need to not cater to this behavior and if you're a guy I hope this opens your eyes a bit And if you have a girlfriend, the best way to protect her is to be on her fucking side. And the only reason men look at her is because they can and because society lets them without consequence. So making her feel bad or ashamed for reasons that she has nothing to fucking do with is fucking wrong. So respect the drip, Karen and Steve. (laughs) 
sorry if your name's Steve, but I don't know what's like the male equivalent of Karen, but it's the cycle that will not end if both sides aren't on the same page. And I hope this opened your eyes and I hope that this, I, I really do help hope that some boys listen to this and girls if you like have your boyfriend and you think they need to fucking hear this have them have them listen cut out this part and send it to them (laughs) all right oh my god I'm so tired this is like taking so much out of me and this is why this is why I was so butthurt last week when my podcast got deleted because oh like I just I get so into it and it just takes so much out of me like I need a fucking nap um yeah so I think I'm gonna end there I know we've only ended on number seven but I promise next week's will be shorter I'm gonna break this into a couple of segments so don't you worry um I'll keep going and we'll get through our 27 I think maybe I'll do this like maybe not right away because I feel like there are some other topics that I want to get through that are going to be a little bit more helpful for like fat loss, weight loss, mental health, self-love, all of that. But I thought it was a nice little break to, a nice little break to go through some of the things like that I've learned in my life and give you a little insight as to who I am. And I really hope that this helps someone and yeah, please, please feel free to DM me, text me, whatever you can do and let me know what you think. Um, I love the feedback. A lot of people that I spoke to like write down quotes and things like that. So I love that and I'm happy to like break down anything else further if there's something specific that you resonate with or maybe need help with. Like, And again, these are all just based off of my experiences and what I know not in any way does it go for every situation so please consider that um but yeah I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week I am going to have a shower because I've been sitting in this self-tanner for this entire time and I'm tired of being in a bathing suit but I hope you all enjoyed it and I can't wait to release another podcast next week I love you all so much and your support means the absolute world to me. Um, And I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye.